Does, does that mean it's go time? I think it's ready. It's go time. Beedoop-beep-boop. Welcome back, fellas. Hello. I guess in ladies. Is fellas a... Do you have any lady listeners? Or is it... Uh, we, oh, we've got... It's almost exclusively lady it's listeners. It's all ladies. They're really, like, I'm sorry. No fellas. Yeah. We're, we're doing our best to work on our sultry fella voices yeah, as well. Uh, yeah, so welcome back. It's still Wednesday... March something. Still Wednesday. It's 4.40 now. We've had a packed day. We've had a great day. It's probably because we got up really early. At well, the, I made that at the crack of, you know At the crack I, of 10. Yeah, you know how I am. I gotta, yeah, you we gotta wake up early. Sharp. And you were very, yeah, you just kind of bolted in, made a lot of loud noises, made sure I was actually getting up. Though. Yep. That's really, that was actually really nice of you. I appreciate that. I have my ways, bro. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we're back here on the South by Southwest train, spring break, mm-hmm. where uh, you know we just want to get on microphones and talk because we love the sound of our own voices. We're about I the do. biggest narcissist you could ever meet. Absolutely. These are the only, two, these are the only things I have on my To be completely really. honest, a big reason why I wanted to come in and do these little like one-off episodes mm-hmm. is just to be like as candid with listeners as possible. You know? For them to really know the true well, you I, like, in your purest form. Exactly. Because there's a radio chase and there's another chase well, that they have no say. idea about. I feel like when most people get on the mic, they want to like cultivate this radio personality. Mm-hmm. They want to be... It's like their chant. Like when you get a Facebook, you get to be a little yeah, bit I'm different. Yeah, I'm a complete liar on Facebook. Right? I My, mean, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but... I think the only way for like a podcast and stuff to be successful is for people to like be let in and experience your ups and your downs and really know who you are and yeah. do all that stuff. And We're trying to do that right now by like literally just going through our day life and then recapping and then <laughs> letting them know exactly how you it make is. Make it sound so boring. To be us. Don't do that. No, it's we have very exciting lives. <laughs> We're the most interesting people in the world. I think we are pretty high up there. Next to um, the president. Yeah, I wasn't um, to mention the president. Ryan Gosling. He's, um, super I interesting, be, right? It's like sacrilegious um, at this point. Gotcha. <laughs> well, look, um, Max, what I want to talk to you for this episode mm-hmm. is recently I had a friend of mine, Stephen, tell me like this fantastic story. He actually told it on the podcast a couple days ago. But I don't think I listened before to Before he told it on the podcast, he just told me directly. Mm-hmm. And I was in utter stitches, tears, just dying laughing, right? Okay. And I think to myself, like, I feel like I have no good stories. I feel like when someone is just like, hey, like, tell me a, a story, I wouldn't know what to go with. I don't know what's my number one. About my, yourself? Yeah, just like something that I've experienced. But at the same time, I know that's kind of malarkey. I know that hilarious or crazy shit has had to have happened to me. I just can't, like, recall anything really? for some reason. Okay. And I brought you on the show because I feel like you and I have a lot of moments to pull from. And okay. we need to, like, really think through some of these things. I like it. So if someone were to ask you, like, tell me a story, like, where would you start off with? Where would you go with? Uh, here's the thing. It's it a lot of pressure. Depends. Yeah, but I've always had go-to stories. The only problem is that my go-to stories are getting so old now yeah, people know that your I need to... Well, that and, like, I need a new one. Like, what have I done in the last three years? Do I have any, like, great stories? Like, well, what's I one of your know. go-tos? Like, what's... Obviously, one of my go-tos is like, Max, you know, put me in stitches. Like, tell me about a funny moment in your life. Uh-huh. And uh, obviously, most of them involve... You are usually around for most oh, of them. Well, that's nice. You and can help course, me out and there's remember. There's a classic one of me just... Are we uh, talking about the cockroach? That's a great one. That's yeah? a great one to go over. I think that's an excellent Is this story. the same night? No. The one that I was referring to is actually just the one where... Maybe I had been having a little bit too much to drink. Oh, that's a great story. I was hanging out with you. Let's tell them both. Let's tell them both? Let's tell them both. Let's do the cockroach first. Cockroach first. Let's go. I like how both these involve us. Yeah, I know. This is fantastic, right? Story time. Do you want to lead this one or do you want me to go for it? You can go for it. I'll do this one. Set the mood, yes. Well, because I'm going to have to tell the the next one. 
I was there. You I was. Barely. <laughs> so with this one, we were in my house uh, one summer night, and we were not in a sober state of mind. Not at all. Uh, very much on the opposite end of that spectrum. No, no, yeah. And if there's anything you should know about me is that I have a fucking horrible fear of bugs. And combined with that, an incredibly cleanly house that for some reason... Attracts bugs. Attracts... Cockroaches. Cockroaches. Specifically cockroaches. If you are going to find a single dirty speck of anything in my house, the house in the woodlands, yeah. it's going to be a dead roach somewhere. And it kills me that like I had an apartment, I think, at the time that was like maybe wrecked, you know, like one liter 11 months out of the spit. year. Yeah, disgusting. No bug problem. Right. We've got your pristine, well, like, you know, decorated, cleanly house. It's Kim. Coaster house, as I like to call it. Like, coasters everywhere, yeah. you know? Cockroaches. We got, we're sitting on coasters we're right now. Coasters. Yeah, you brought it to the house, new bro. one. Yeah, it's the coaster house right now. <laughs> but um, but still, for some reason, cockroaches everywhere. And so, it's, it's strange. It blows my mind to this yeah. day. So here we are, and we're very, I mean, we're so out of our minds that we're like, we don't even want to get up. We yeah. drilled our butts into the couch, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, uh, I see a cockroach. Yeah, and I'm and it's alive and it's scurrying around. Yes, and of course. There's nothing in this world I want more to not have to deal with this thing. This cockroach, I yeah, we're both just not in the right state of mind. I'm not confident in my abilities to stop this incredibly fast cockroach. That um, that as well. Yeah, it's a very important factor. And this just cockroach. Yeah, and it's. Oh, I can't. We can't just let it go because there's nothing worse than seeing a bug and losing it. Exactly, because you know worst. it's planning your death from yes, that minute forward. Yeah. And I basically, you and I argue for like 30 minutes as mm-hmm. to who is going to kill this cockroach. Yeah, it's you know rock paper scissors thousands of times. I'm sure. And you I know, got the decide. better of you. We I don't know. We elected you to go. Somehow I was forced to do it. Right. I don't remember why. Yeah. So it's me on the couch, and I'm like biting my nails, You're watching this you. Fetal position in the corner of the yes, couch. Yes, but okay. you are creeping towards this roach as if it were. Like a radioactive zombie. As yeah, that didn't see me just yet. Like exactly. a like a scene in the zombie movie where it's already feasting on another human carcass, and, and you've got to sneak up. You got to take it out because if it sees you, then like that's the problem. It's then over. it's over. It's everywhere. It's you know what am I gonna do? So I'm like sleep like I'm sliding my feet gently across. So gently, gently. Like I have socks on, so there's no static shock, and I'm just going towards this your, bad boy. Your legs have gotten I, so extended though. Like your your base. I'm squatted, Craig Biggio style, ready to hit a home run. You could not have done a better fucking analogy right there. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's what I was channeling when I was getting ready to (laughs) smash this bug out of the park. Makes sense. So you're sitting there and you've got the pillow cocked. Yeah. You have crept up. I mean, I think the real reason why your stance was so elongated was because you didn't move your actual left leg as more as you just slid <laughs> closer and closer Gently to it. towards um, That thing. little iceberg of hope you as had if, back here. As if, to, yeah, pivoting, you know, and like yeah. basketball. Just So you're about to nail this thing. I am like, holy shit, here's the moment. Mm-hmm. And then out of fucking nowhere from my room, the door opens and Brian Maxwell comes out. With a very pertinent question. The question being, do you have any water? <laughs> and as he walks out to ask this question, flop, 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 steps on the cockroach. Steps on it. Smashes it. And I'm right. still looking down at his feet. This, at this was the like carcass. hours of us deliberately, painstakingly deciding who was going to kill this monster. This and he beast. just walks out of the room with his third step, not even looking at the thing, nope, just steps not on concerned it. at all about this cockroach, which has been consuming our lives for what I assume a few hours now. We literally almost fainted when he stepped on it. 
I that was the biggest looked con- at that. I was awestruck. I turned to you, who was still also awestruck, and simultaneously we both broke down. We just broke out in laughter. We just could not stop laughing. But that's not where the story ends. No, that's 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 the end of the movie before the cliffhanger. Yes. Of us, we're in the resolution stage. Everything is being, you know, maybe we get Brian water. Maybe we're maybe talking. We and without, we just turn back to take one last look at the defeated well, cockroach. After he had smushed it. You want to clean up the car? Well, you put the pillow on top of it, and you're like, he ain't going anywhere. We'll come back to this in a minute. We're going to dispose of this body. Got to take care of water. If man wants water, we go do that. I'm not about about to deny him of his water. And this this isn't like a long time. This is maybe like a second. Grab a water, come back up. Let's take care of this cockroach, get back to bit. What's that? We We slowly lift up the pillow to reveal. The dead roach. There is no dead roach. It's gone. It's gone. That it has fucker. our worst nightmare, as previously explained, has gone back into the wild. Now, probably angry, agitated, knows what's up. Finding this group of cockroaches that they apparently release one after another after another as this place comes plotting our imminent fate. So here's what I'm asking, right? Yeah, that was a fucking hilarious moment in time yeah. for us. Mm-hmm. When you tell that story to people, do they still laugh? They chuckle. Yeah, you get them. I think I because we're I do get them. We don't know if on the other end of the someone in their car right now is laughing or they're like these guys are idiots. Yeah, well, it's very possible that it's both. But I mean, way. that's true. Yeah. But so that's a good story that you bring. That's that's one you talk about. That's a often? Story. I like that story. Okay, that's a good story. Well, we'll do your other one then. This other one um, is this a is lot more fantastic. about um, suggesting my own vulnerability. Yeah, you know, showing that I too am human. Because um, um, some people, despite popular belief, some people after you meet me, you tend to think like this is a guy who's got everything going for him. Well, it's like great head on his shoulders. Out of what museum did this statue animate and walk exactly, out? Exactly. You know, like this guy escaped the night of the museum movie and just like continued to go throughout the world. You and know, then told perfect. Everyone, yeah. And like caught in this perfect moment in his life. But there was one fateful night where um, I did kind of expose my weaknesses, and yeah. that is um, drinking anything at all ever for the most part. So we had kind of spent a night out. Well, uh, here's the deal. We're, we're, I was 16. I was 16 too. This was my first, the night after the first day of my new and first job. So I had just become a dishwasher and I had done my first <laughs> shift at La Mesa and to celebrate. You were tired. Oh, I'm man. sure. No, I was amped, dude. I was, amped. I was okay. high on fire right there. Okay. Cool. And I remember we were going to come back and we were going to celebrate and it was you, me. Oh my God, this night has so many good moments. I was going to say, because there's a few extra peppers Yeah, there's some in good nuggets. We're going to go through them all. Yeah, absolutely. Start it from was the you, me, Hunter Dorsett, Riley Cannon, and Robert Boothelay. Yes. Um, the... We probably shouldn't have used their whole names, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, so we went to a park and we got sh- really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, really drunk. Yeah, wowzers. Yeah, right. We we took out several, of course, several yeah. beers. And like as we're driving home, we finally get to my house, and uh, Robert hasn't showed up yet in his truck, <laughs> and we're like, "Wow, Robert sure is taking Robert a long time yes. to get home." Yes, Next thing you know, Robert's brother Kyle calls Hunter on the phone, and he's like, "Have you seen Bob? Because I just saw his truck on the side of the road, and he's not in it." So, naturally, we are very nervous. We are like, great, he's running through the woods right now, probably <laughs> naked, and screaming without his pants on. We're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Probably the minute after we get done with that phone call, out of nowhere, on the back window of the car, it's like, <gasps> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and it's Bob. He's like, let me in, dude, fucking let me in, let me in. 
And he's sweaty, just uncontrollably sweaty. And we find out that he like got a flat tire on the road about a mile away, got out of his car and ran to my All house. All the way. <laughs> which is at least a mile. And he's and drunk. force run. Absolutely. Like yeah. it was as if it was a drill from football. <laughs> so that was incredible, yeah. right? We're all super drunk. We're happy that he's finally back and okay. We're laughing that I can't believe you just ran all this way. And we go upstairs and everyone goes to sleep. Okay. Robert crashes out in my guest bedroom. Riley was behind the couch and you fall asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. Hunter and I go into my room and proceed to have like a fucking really long discussion about like God or something. Of course. Something you know, that's very typical after a night of drinking uh-huh. and you're coming down and you haven't passed out. So what do you talk about? You know, existent- or existential existence and right. all these other critical so questions. Hunter and I get down into that for like four hours and we finally decide to come out of our cave. Mm-hmm. And that's when we find you. Delicately, yeah, me. Asleep, um, dreaming in Wonderland right now, just not very self-aware of what's going on in reality. Where, unfortunately, there is maybe a problem going on. I don't know. How did you discover this? I mean, do you want me to go full-on detail here? No, I don't care. You don't care. I find Max Mm -hmm. on the right side of my couch. And his boxers are so, (laughs) like, rung up Mm -hmm. and, like, smushed up (laughs) towards his pelvis that his wee-wee. His big old just... Slamming dong just... (laughs) Pink monster hanging around. is just hanging out of his pants. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's the first time I've seen that. <laughs> Something's clearly amiss here. Also, but but here's what I yeah. find. I mean, that was like, wow, great, Max, wake up and cover yourself. <laughs> Get, we take care of that. But then Hunter and I spy this big fucking dark spot in the middle of the couch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Because it's yeah. like, it's big. It's, it's not just like a spill. This isn't just a splash, you know. Yeah, it's this not a, an, a dousing. This is a drop, or this is a like a large drop, if anything. A cornucopia. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm smelling it. I'm like, it doesn't smell like piss. <laughs> it it kind of smells yeah. like beer, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is this? This is strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I'm standing there, and I'm like, wait, my feet feel soggy too. And the carpet, they're on the car. So you've got this big wet spot on the couch, yeah. and then on the carpet is a equally big wet spot. It's yeah. huge. It's like a two foot in diameter, soggy portion. And then I see your pants. On the <laughs> Where are they? Well, first off, you didn't even put together. Why are his pants even off in the first? Well, place? the pants are soaking wet too. They're soaking wet on the side. Yeah. There are. Yeah. So at this point, I'm like, I think Max pissed his pants. And this is all in theory. You know, we don't know the <laughs> we exact. We don't know the exact situation. Yeah, maybe you got a big old bottle of water and poured it out all over I yourself. Could have gone. I was probably dehydrated. Maybe thirsty. Walked downstairs, grabbed something, fell asleep with the cup. Accidentally spilled it. Concerned, went back downstairs, replaced the cup, came back upstairs, fell back asleep. With your dog, that could have happened. Yeah, then the dog. Yeah, that, that can happen. You're airing out. I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, in, in Hunter and I's mind. What mm-hmm. we thought was maybe you Your were on, theory. Possibly. You were on the couch. You had a lot to drink. Mm-hmm. You start, you get, you go. Yeah. But in the process of going, you're like, shit, I'm going. I'm self-aware. I'd, exactly. You know, you're not a... I got to stop this. Yeah. So you stand up, you take your pants off, 
you're still whizzing on the floor. <laughs> and then you take your pants off and you go back to sleep and all is well, right? Yeah, classic. Meanwhile, after Hunter and I put this together, we're in stitches laughing, <laughs> which I got to be I got to be honest here. I've had a lot of moments in that house where I've had to clean shit up. And every time you have, I've got, been very yeah. I've laughed it off. You, yes, I could have, have gone been very gracious other directions friend. with I this. I owe you a meal, at least one. <laughs> well, that's where the steak meal. dinner bets come yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> And so I wake I wake Max up and I'm like Max you're not gonna believe this man you're, mm-hmm. and you are out of it um, you're like yes, you're like what what man what and I'm like dude you you peed all over the couch and you're like no <laughs> I mean that doesn't sound like me knee jerk reaction just like no no, dude, no man I didn't do that I'm like no <laughs> I, I think you did like look at this what is this and you're like dude and I'll never forget this you paused and you collected yourself. You looked me dead in the eye and you said, Chase, that's not pee pee. It's urine. And that yeah. was your I end all be all. I'm not sure what I meant by I, that. I mean, either. But in, in the end, it was true. It was I not pee pee. It wasn't pee pee. But it was urine. I'm an adult. You're an adult. I don't pee pee. 16 year old man. I'm growing, I can drive. I'm allowed to, you know, I've got a license. I'm Express adult, yourself, you know, bodily. I, yeah, exactly. And I now dispense urine instead of pee-pee, and I did not <laughs> want you to know. But Max, you know what the best part of the story is? Uh-huh. Is after it's this ordeal, this, this is the icing on the cake. I cleaned it up, you know, we I put the towels in the washing mm-hmm. machine, everything was fine. You're you being went, a real cool guy. About yeah, everything. you went back to bed, Hunter went to sleep. Next morning, everyone's <laughs> gone. I was very hungover, so I didn't wake up till late, but neither did Robert, because mm-hmm. when Robert goes, he fucking goes hard. Yeah. And I wake him up. I'm like, you're not going to believe what happened last night, dude. And I tell him the whole story. And he's it's not pee-pee, it's urine. And yeah, he's Max, cracking up, I'm Max sure. Max just pissed the bed. Laughing at me. He is crazy. He is, and he's yeah. like, what a, what a puss. Yeah, This classic. guy can't handle himself. Um, right at that instant, <laughs> I look to the right into the corner of my uh, guest bedroom. And I see the largest wet spot you've ever seen in your life. And it's right at the uh, junction. It's at the corner of corner the room. Of and there's two, two windows. windows there that you can see Which, outside of. Yeah. And the second I look at the wet spot and my whole demeanor melts away from and my face. And you think you've been in the spot before. And I'm like, wow. You've approached a wet spot before. This is, what is this? And I look at Robert I'm like, Robert, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and his first response is, it wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't yeah. do it, dude. It wasn't me. Like, what wasn't you? It ends yes. up, not only did Max, pee, not urine, not pee pee, but urine on the couch. Uh, so did Robert that night. Yeah. But Robert's excuse, and he refused to feel shame. But he was like, "I guess I was so drunk that these win- I thought I was outside." Here's the thing: is that that's it's a two corner window. It's a corner with two I, windows. And I understand that, like, it creates you see an illusion. Where coming from. It, yeah, it creates you know, an illusion. Like you, you believe that at least, you know. I did. Absolutely. I still to this day, I'm like, look, he that, was so drunk, he thought he was outside, but instead he pissed he all over pissed my floor. He all over the corner of your floor. So he got out of my house as quick as possible. <laughs> and that all happened in the span of one night. One night that you spent mostly cleaning up other people's bodily fluids yeah. off of your couches and floors. Which, you know, I want to like formally apologize. Oh, I don't no. know if I've ever gotten one of those in there. I mean, I mean, where would we be today if that hadn't happened? I don't even Max. think there'd be a podcast Probably today not. if there wasn't. I don't know. think I'd be in school right now. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome yeah. for the inspiration, you know? Gotcha. So those are great stories. Those are my go-to stories. I've forgotten about those. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so you you feel pretty confident, like when it's when it comes to story time. I can usually hang for a bit, for you know? a little bit. I don't want myself to be the focal point. I don't have enough to last a whole night. Because there's like, those stories out there one that in kill, there. right? I can do the whole. Everybody laughs, and then me go, "Hold on, hold on, I got one." I throw one out. Everybody laughs, and somebody else take it. I can do that. So I got you, some of you those riff reserve. off of the energy. Then. Absolutely, yeah, of course. So here's another segment we're gonna roll to. Okay, mm-hmm. back when you and I were at Hubble and Hudson, we were hell bent on creating a television show. Out of the concept of yes. working behind a sandwich bar. We had so much fun behind that sandwich bar that we thought, you know what? This would be a hilarious This was at the time that Workaholics was out, which is very much mm-hmm. like super young adult humor and all yeah. that. And we're like, we could do this. Yeah. Um, and so we had created an idea for a pilot episode. Mm-hmm. And then from that point forward, we pretty much said that we need to make a running total of jokes we just record jokes because we would tell jokes to each other that were very situational yes. and things like that. So we would have to actually write them down. We write to, them down so yeah. we come back to them, right? Full part to them. Well, what's great, Max, is uh, I still have the list of jokes here. All your original I jokes? I have all of the jokes that we've written down since Sandwich Bar. I lost all mine so in what, the phone transition. What we're going to do today awesome. is we're going to read each one of them. This is amazing. And we're going to okay. either laugh or we're going to think, what the fuck are we talking, talking about? about? Or we're going to try gonna... to remember the situation. Okay. Um, so we're going to start. This, the, the title is just show jokes on show my jokes. notes. Okay. The first one isn't really a joke. I think this one was like an idea for an episode. And it says, we claim to be house sitters and then throw big parties. Okay. I mean, that's the basic concept. You know, that's like where that. we're getting started. That okay. shows you where our heads are at yeah, okay. at this like point. Uh, this next line says, something sly, dot, 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 like, I like your boobs. Okay. I mean, was I think I, that was a pickup line. Like somebody maybe pitching to I somebody. I think that was that me was? telling you, like, dude, just say something sly, like, you know, I hey, I like your boobs. I like your boobs. You've always told me to like be like more straightforward and more honest with women. And so that sounds like something that's that you my would mantra. Do for me. Is just immediately remark about their breasts. I mean, I think you would pref- like like it if a woman complimented your pecs. Probably. So I think that well, that's sense. okay. Well, okay. it's settled. That's fine. Next joke. It smells like brie in here. Oh, I know the concept you know this of that one, joke. Right? I absolutely Take know it the away. concept of that joke. Uh, if you've ever smelled brie before, it has this it's, very faint, like, musky... No, it's not very faint, I guess. Very pungently, but like musky kind of... It's a specific odor. Odor that's like very, reminiscent. very reminiscent of... Ejaculate. Semen. Or semen. It smells like, like jazz. That. And uh, you know when you walk in somewhere where somebody maybe have, has just jizzed, you know? And it's not just like the smell of sex, you know? Because there's a smell of like the mixture of sex. And that's there's gross. the sweat and the muskiness. And yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. I'm saying like that's just, a That's a cocktail, if you will. Just the cum and it smells very specific. It smells like brie. Like brie. Or maybe it was more of just the brie we had. Smell no, like all brie smells that all, way. All brie, all smells, brie like that? smells that way. I bring it up every time somebody has brie. I say, hey, smell this, think of this, and they go, you are 100% right. Yeah. So I think the joke here was that we would have a situation where somebody got lucky in a fridge mm. or the deep freeze cooler in the back just, and then had Chef Adele walk in afterwards and he'd be like, huh, it smells like brie in here. <laughs> Perfect. I think, that, would I think that was the joke, I right? think we wanted to end an episode that way, too. Yeah, it smells like, like brie in here. It smells like brie in here. Well, because the whole, jo- the whole episode was us trying to get, get that people to convince people yeah. that it smelled like jizz. Okay. And then, they, and then it was the one guy. That's what it yes. was. The one guy who didn't think it smelled like jizz walks into a jizz-filled place <laughs> 
Ethan says it smells <laughs> it like, like green, green here. That's, That's perfect. Wow. God, we are so Are we funny. famous yet? We should, people are not steal these jokes. Okay, this next one is all hyphenated. This is a phrase, a three-word phrase, all okay. hyphenated. It says, just friends spooning. Yeah, I would always, like, we would always kind of refer to that to for just some reason. To just friends spooning? To just friends spooning. I don't remember much about just friends spooning. I don't think there's anything specific other than the fact that, like, we... I just All think it's a had funny a lot phrase. of we we spent the night a lot at each other's houses we doing very childish things. Even into our older age, you know, we like to crash each other's houses. Even yeah. if we weren't drinking, we might have just been playing video games or something. <laughs> I don't want to go home; it's late. Yeah, you know. And people would be like, "Why do you guys have so many sleepovers?" And we would constantly <laughs> refer to the aspect of just friends spooning <laughs> because that's how we preferred to sleep. <laughs> And how people still, yeah, I think we're straight is um, crazy to me. Uh, this next one's interesting. It just mm-hmm. says, uh, all this food is going to go right to my balls. I think that was just... I think that's just us trying to be funny. I think that was, yeah. Just, we might have to toss that one out of the show jokes. I mean, a lot of these suck, for sure. I like everything else so far. I mean, I think it just shows where our heads were at. Okay, I think... But, you know, like, this is going to go right to my thighs, this is going to go right to my stomach... We played on that. It's just go right to my balls. I like it. That's a good one. It's musty. The next one. Uh, Big band music. Reminds me of dead people. (laughs) It does remind me of dead people. Do you remember that one? That was an Adam Shackleton line. Is it? That was one of the first nuggets of gold he ever gave us. Oh, man. There are so many golden lines of Adam Shackleton. Oh, they're endless. Here. That's that's just a night. That's a whole separate podcast. That is a whole other podcast. Um, What? I don't know the context of this one. I think we were listening... I had just gotten done with my semester of the history of blues. I was super into jazz, and I was trying to show. I think we were listening to, like, old-ass jazz. And he was just like, yeah, I just don't like this music, man. It just reminds me of dead people. (laughs) And, like, the way he said it, it, like, brought us all to, like, a creepy place. We are like, God, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he instilled it into us. Now we will always associate that with dead people. I mean, I don't – maybe not that far. Big band music? I mean, everyone who was in the recording is now dead. That's true. That's how, I mean, that's morbid. (laughs) Very true. So, yeah. So, this next one, this one was a very situational one. I remember Mm -hmm. writing this one down and thinking it was hilarious, but I think it just happened to be with, like, the moment or whatever. But it says, um, when I'm on the prowl, there may be casualties. And then in parentheses, it says, and then a paranoid woman overhears. I don't remember anything about I don't. that. See, that's that was the problem with all of my notes is that I lost a lot of the context. Exactly. Of well, yeah. that's even in the span of us writing this. I remember looking back at other jokes, being like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> yeah, shit. We have to throw that one out. So this one says, uh, "You know, the midday hump to get you through your day. Wiener on cold metal is the best. <laughs> Changes your mood for two hours." Well, that was you. That that's was all purely me. you because of your height. And decided the fact that like where you were at the sandwich bar was the whole thing is easily nestle your balls on top of well we had just a bunch of refrigerated food around us so the metal surfaces were usually cold other than the specifically hot ones but we were very hot people back there yeah because it's it's the air was hot the metal was cool and so I was just saying all you got to do is thrust your pelvis outwards. And rest your your main tackle on the cold metal, and it, it changes your mood for at and least two. It was be, a great experience. There would be days when I would come into work with you, and you would already be there, already nestled up against. Yeah. You the knew cold what was happening. Props, you know. Did you ever try it out? 
it was tougher for me because I had to like really <laughs> squat down and like I almost had to hold like, you know, when you were in like gym in like third grade and they made you sit up against the wall for like an hour to like yeah, get your thighs burning. I had to, yeah, pretty much do that to get my, my genitalia twitching. But you understood. Like it's a good, it's a good feeling. It's oh, soothing. Yeah. There, I'd be lying if I said there hasn't been a hot day where I like came home and just put a fan right next to the boys and just let it all <laughs> just, air out, you know? Okay, well good. I'm it's glad cold. we're on the same page. Yeah, Is absolutely. that, I mean, I feel like we could still use that in the show. Yeah, of course. Okay, good. Uh, this one says, the Max I know would have given that girl herpes already. <laughs> Why would you say that on the air? That's just... <laughs> what? We're going to talk I about weed or this. cold metal. Like... This is all hypothetical situations. This is not no... I don't remember this situation at all. And I, uh... I remember us <laughs> crafting your persona. It was just... I don't know. Why I was, was a... I the I don't guy know why with was herpes you, in the show? Who was constantly giving it to people? What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're ruining me. But that's a funny line. That's a funny that's line. That's a funny line. Yeah. By the way, people, the Max I, I would, know would never give anyone herpes. Nor does he have herpes to begin with. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> We're all kind of on the fence about it. <laughs> okay. No. Um, this next one's interesting. I remember mm-hmm. this one being specifically funny because of the context, but I don't remember any of the context. This one just says, then uh, this ends in a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Penis toast. Want to meet up? Arrested. <laughs> so let's let's unpack that. Let's. What's penis toast? I think penis toast was us. I think the concept of penis toast was putting your your wiener through a piece of toast, <laughs> and it like having it resting on you. Why is that even funny? Why am I laughing? At I think right what now? it was. Okay, I think what happened was like we were trying out penis toast, <laughs> where you and I like. Somebody was putting their wiener through toast. And at that exact moment, somebody walked up and you turn to your right and you're like, oh shit. And then you just say, did you want to meet up for lunch at some time? And then we get arrested because of it. I think that was the end of the... <laughs> Maybe that was the idea. Maybe we were, we were farting around behind yeah. the uh, sandwich I mean, bar. you're laughing now. And I mean, this is very this specific is so stupid, to right? <laughs> yeah. And no, I could, I mean, I'm sure that's like context of the joke. Maybe we had this hilarious prank that we were going to play. That involved dicks and toast. And then also it maybe wasn't as funny and led to us being arrested for some reason. Exactly. I, I think, think it was cool. us showing... We should probably try to sharpen that one up. You know, you might want to hone that one. Yeah, no, before we put we that in an episode. It. I agree. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, this next one isn't going to make a whole lot of sense, but I'll have to give some background to it. It just says, uh, and it's not plants. It's the ocean. This was a, a moment that happened to me okay. between me and T.D. Williams. Uh, if you, so my father and I's relationship is hilarious. Yeah. It is like the intensity of which I will immediately go from like happy go lucky to pissed off because I'm talking to my dad is just, it's, it's like, I look like a clown, right? I've witnessed it. Oh, it happens. Hunter's watched it happen several times of with living with me now. When I immediately get on the phone with my dad, I'm in a sour mood for no fucking reason. It's terrible. But I also like to antagonize my father. Mm Mm-hmm. And I like to see what I can get away with. And we're watching a documentary at one point in time. And I think what the deal was, was he wanted, he recorded this documentary. He wanted to watch it. I wanted to watch something else. So as we're watching it, I'm constantly making fun of it. It's really getting to him. He's pissed. Okay. okay. I've gotten a rise out of T.D. Williams. Is, yeah. He's upset. And that's when I like mentioned some offhanded remark, I'm like blah blah, because you know we're fucking just watching these plants or whatever. And he's just like, "It's not plants." 
It's the ocean just like <laughs> defending his rights of of interest he, here. Just so offended. he can only take so much, you know. Like he's got these specific likes, you know, that he really stands behind. I know he's a hobbyist. I know he has things that he does. Oh yeah, he reads. He's he interested, around, yeah. and you know, he can take a few jabs here and there, but he will not let you just talk ill fact like just say that that's say something so untrue exactly yeah but i just remember that being hilarious that's hilarious i mean that's, to me it sounds like a little kid being like it's not nintendo it's xbox <laughs> that's very true well i mean we've all been in that situation uh, i'm just what i'm saying hey we how about you turn off the nintendo you're like i swear to oh god, god the Mom, playstation xbox 360 xbox something okay this next one it says uh, i remember this one too uh if i shake a man's hand that long i'm gonna hit him then that was an that atomism is? <laughs> that's that was, what makes it funny is yeah. that when you know that it came from Adam it came from Adam right like yeah. that was him us talking about giving like super long and firm handshakes and we just sat there I remember one of us was like we did one for too long and we were just staring at each other and that's when he was like fuck this like, man I tell you what if I ever shake a, man hand, a man's hand for too long I'm gonna hit him and I was like that's just your personality that in sounds nutshell. like Adam in a nutshell yeah uh, this next one it just says make some milk I think that was us making fun of Hunter because he used to be like, I'm going to go get up and make some milk right now. I think he said that at one point. He would make Oh, okay. I'm going to go like make some milk. people who would milk. use that instead of saying, like, yeah. I'm going to get a glass of milk. Silly. Uh, this the next one says, close up typing for an infomercial. You show the screen, but it's just dibber- gibberish. I think that one went along with the idea of us having, like, the fake infomercials with, like, taint sculpting. And we had oh, all of those jokes yeah. run off for a while that we laughed super hard at. The plastic surgery, the mostly. Plastic, plastic surgeon who fake went plastic through surgery commercials. and it started off with like really reasonable things, like you know, under the eye tightening and like Botox, Botox and Smile like neck, yeah, taint sculpting, you know, and it's slipping some weird ones in there. It was like ass painting, <laughs> taint sculpting, ass painting. I don't even nipple tightening, nipple and, tightening. Oh man, there were just a few, but things that would be like okay. To yeah, get I done. understand. I'll, I'll get my the lips, things you're my afraid lips to, squeegeed. The you things know? you're afraid to ask for when you go in for your plastic surgery. When you walk out, taste when you have your ears lowered, when really you just wanted a taste sculpting and you just didn't want to ask. Yeah. You know? So well, that's all. Like, this, that's all the show jokes. I like that. One. Do we this suck or what? Uh, you know, there's a reason maybe that the show doesn't exist now, but because we didn't believe it. Maybe we go back and we tighten up some of these jokes, and uh, we make that pilot. Maybe we do. I mean, we got an episode. That's an episode. Oh, we have a pilot for sure. Yeah. The pilot was simple. The pilot was very simple. It's Maybe just, that just makes me want to go back and explore it a little bit. I know. Bit. We didn't talk about the Formesians. Nothing like that, no. You no, know, there's just so many inside jokes down there. There's so many inside jokes that need to be set up through the show. Yeah. yeah. So, for this next little stint, let's talk about some video games. Um, we got to play Ollie Ollie 2 for quite a while, and that was one that I was really excited to show you. Because that's uh, kind of my that's my style of game. To me, it was like this game was made for Max. Ollie Ollie is a uh, side-scrolling survival skateboarding game yes. that uses a unconventional control scheme. It uses a like basically like a Street Fighter based stick movement to perform mm-hmm. different uh, tricks, and the nuance comes in the timing of landing them, and just from there, everything stems. It's a very mechanically deep game and because of that it just works no matter how long you play it Mm -hmm. uh what did you think about it i loved it i thought it was really awesome um i thought it was like just easy enough to get going and just hard enough to keep you playing so i was a little worried because we kind of threw you into the gauntlet i think it took me a second to get into it 
It took me a second to like catch up to any reasonable bound of where like my turn on the controller wasn't just wasted. Yeah, but um, I think I got. To, um, that's why I'm excited to play it now. It's like it was kind of like your first day of like snowboarding or something. Yeah. To where that first day is always gonna be bad, but you're still having fun. And this next time that we play, which I hope is today. Oh yeah, for oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, this not. I'll be more competent in my abilities. It's all about just like your fingers getting adjusted and keeping to how cool. To play. And you got to just make sure that you get over the hump of learning it. Yeah, you it's know? a steep learning learning curve because everything is just be, starts to become natural as you play it. So look, you're about to buy a PlayStation because of Mortal Kombat. Uh, of um, course, not that that is a exclusive game, but that's the game that it's next gen that you finally want to play, and you've made the decision to do uh, PlayStation because Street Fighter Five will be exclusive to their yeah. console. Seeing my journey of being an Xbox diehard, and now me championing the the PlayStation, PlayStation 4, watching that happen while simultaneously getting to come here and sort of look at it in its natural environment almost. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is the system, and these are the games I have for it, and this is what I play. What do you feel about it? Do you still feel comfortable buying this system so early in the game? Like, this- our, our experience is like Ollie Ollie knowing that there's other games that are like like that out there is that enough to bring you on board it's a it's a tricky situation because i think if you're a pc owner while i don't mm. play a whole bunch of pc games i still have steam and i still have a competent enough computer to play games if i wanted to yeah, so if it was something true. specifically like that was just a one player game for me that was maybe just like smaller indie it's going to come out for pc for the most like usually yep. at least first totally you know and um, that was one reason why I was almost kind of leaning away, tr- away from PlayStation because I was just like, most of these games I wouldn't really be playing with other people. They'd mostly be for me, and I can just play those on my PC. I might as well get this other system that has more things that are exclusive to it. But I think over time, over this last like six months, PlayStation has really gone out to get things to be exclusive for just them. PlayStation, yeah. I think, like Street Fighter V. That's I think, just so big, man. And that's like huge. I'm glad you're on the me. podcast to talk about it because the the fighting game community is so robust and loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Evo is a is the, the biggest fighting game championship in the world every year in Las Vegas in the summer, and the and and the title, the headlining game is Street Fighter. Always. And that is the end all be all. Who won the Street Fighter championship? That's the grand of grand. Yeah. And the fact that. Xbox is no longer a part of that. That's crazy. You know, it, but it also saddens me a little bit. I mean, it's a reality of a two-console world where... Mm-hmm. Where you have to be divided. It's so fucking arbitrary. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it sounds so simple, but people who aren't familiar with gaming, they'll like ask questions. They'll be like, why isn't there just one box if they both play the same games? Yeah. And, you know, and with our perspective, we're like, that would be crazy. That does not yeah. sound how it works. But then, you know, it's such an innocent question really You're brings like, up, like, why, why isn't, isn't that? It? that yeah. like, you know? Exactly. And when you talk to the actual developers who are creating the games, and typically exclusivity is just a business decision. It mm-hmm. just makes sense for their business to get the free promotion or yep. the extra money to create the game or whatever. Uh, they want to bring it. They want it to be on everything. Mm-hmm. They want everybody who, who's humanly possible to play these games. to play the game that they make. You know, yeah. and it is a sad reality. But anyway, they got Street Fighter as an exclusive, and I've said on this show a couple times, you can't understate the importance of that. How would you like to explain the importance? Because I haven't really gotten to explore it because nobody <laughs> on the show has, has is very familiar with it. I think it's not the fact that like while Street Fighter is like a big enough game. 
that like having that being exclusive is a big deal just from the idea that like a lot of people are going to buy this game let's make it exclusive more people are going to want to maybe if they're on the edge of buying which console they'll choose us and that is true and that's honestly how it essentially worked for me yeah that i didn't buy a console because i thought something maybe might happen down the line i didn't buy a console until i had to and i'm glad i waited because i might have already bought an xbox one and that would have been super lame sure that would have been mad lame but the thing about uh i think a game like street fighter uh five which has been so long awaited that it's not so much that there's a million people waiting for this game. While there are a lot of people waiting for this game, it's a bunch of really loyal people. Really, people who, that's a big, like, it's like Call of Duty is a huge game for everyone, but I'm not necessarily dedicated to just that game. Like, people who play Call of Duty tend to play, like, a bunch of other games too. But there are a lot of people who literally just play Street Fighter. Yeah. Who just play these fighting games. Well, that's interesting because if the exclusivity is only really helping uh, console sales, Mm -hmm. then what is it about bringing somebody to your system who's super brand loyal to one title? Is that about just getting the one-time sale or is that about maybe nurturing something further with these people? Who knows? Because I like, I don't, I mean, I'm going to buy other games for PlayStation, but probably not a whole lot. Probably not like as much as the traditional PlayStation console owner. Yeah. Um, But that being said, I will be very involved in just in the PlayStation market and there's going to be so much more else to it. I mean, there's going to be now Evo is going to have like, all PlayStation 4 is essentially, except for like one tournament is only Xbox uh, 360. Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct is the only thing that's Xbox exclusive. So everything else that's on both, they're just going to make PS4. Yeah. So they now own that huge, that gigantic tournament, that worldwide tournament. And it's that's more important, I think. And when everyone's player. watching it and they see the, the controllers are PlayStation, they see everything the is PlayStation. PlayStation, they have, you know, you, you create that synonymous brand. And you, that becomes like when you think about gaming, you think of PlayStation. Yeah, totally. So no, I think it was a, a brilliant. I think it was too. But I you know what was super interesting about the year that that happened was Microsoft went out and got Minecraft. And if anything, that's a much bigger deal. Minecraft so. is one of the biggest Minecraft things to happen huge. in gaming, period. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait to see the nature of how that plays out. That's just, you want to talk about a ballsy fucking move, man. A lot of people are saying that like Minecraft might already be on its downslope. Might yeah, be dying. some people say it's peaked, but I don't want to pretend to be very knowledgeable about Minecraft. Mm-hmm. I've played it once. Um, I underst- I've seen the numbers. I understand it's one of the top-selling games of all time, but this new culture of streaming and watching games and watching Let's Plays was brought up on Minecraft. Yeah. And what's really interesting is Minecraft almost isn't as important for the fact that you can go and buy it, but it's the fact that people who play Minecraft do nothing but eat, sleep, and breathe it. Yeah. And they watch people who play Minecraft. And they and there's books out now that show you how to build different things in Minecraft. And that's incredible. That's cool. So yeah, we'll see. Do you think it makes... It's like most of the Minecraft community now that I've seen, other than like the niche people who are on like Twitch and who are these like dedicated, like you said, eat sleep, breathe, Minecraft, or actually, like, it's a very big children's game. It's a, yeah, totally. And But when I see children playing it, obviously it's when I'm out and about, so they're not going to carry their Xboxes with them, but I see a lot of people playing it on um, iOS. Right. Or playing it on iPads. So do you think that's taking away, like, when they took it just for Xbox, are they only taking, like, 
that niche following while it may be like a very like strong minded community it's still not a very large community well it's it's one of the largest in gaming though really you know i mean the the game has sold i think it's like the number 3 or 2 most selling game of all time hmm. you know it's massive and but of people who are still consistently playing it out cuz i own the game you're a part of that you own the game yeah but it's still consistently on the top 10 best selling games typically number 1 or number 2 hmm. every month on PlayStation Network, on Xbox Live, I mean, the game has not slowed down. Okay. Everyone is consistently buying it. And whether they're playing on iOS or PlayStation, now Microsoft is still getting a cut. Yeah. And it was really interesting to watch what they were going to do and see if they were going to pull it yeah. and make it an exclusive thing. Uh, I think it would be really smart if they said, okay, the newest you know, version of Windows, Windows 10, I think is coming out, now comes with Minecraft. Yeah. Things like that. You know, And they have the power to do that now. Yeah. Uh, they they used it in the demo when they demoed their Hololens artificial reality or augmented reality glasses. You know it's becoming a part of their portfolio. Um, but regardless, if, you know everyone's playing it now. They're just getting money from it. Yeah. And seeing if it just becomes a cash cow is a little disappointing. But also seeing what they do next with it. Hopefully they do something. You know I don't know what Minecraft fucking two would look like. No, it almost sa- seems sacrilegious to make a sequel of that game that game is is a platform it is There's what it no, is yeah exactly yeah um so i guess back to my original question what are your perception what's your perception of playstation 4 how do you see it now i think it's just obviously the like i think last gen every gen is always going to have one definitely winner I think, and I know it's going to take a lot of like time to really decide who is going to win, but like Xbox 360 from the get go, I think last gen was always like the more dominant system. I think PlayStation just has made smarter moves and isn't going to make any mess up and it's going to play it safe for the rest of the like lifestyle of the system by like they have the money and they have the revenue to buy the appropriate things and to keep the appropriate things that they have. And they're just always going... That's just going to be the Xbox 360 of this gen. Well, what's interesting is PlayStation 3 actually ended up selling more uh, consoles. But, yeah, but I mean, overall. like... Yeah, consoles. And that's the uh, same thing with Wii. Wii. The Wii won. The first one also mm-hmm. sold the most consoles. I mean, out of everything. I mean, but that doesn't mean it was a stronger system. Okay, so means. you're just saying, by and large... That by and large, that it's going to be more of a presence okay. throughout everything gaming related for now on and that's the most important thing sure sure i'm um, even making money off of the console purchases well what's so interesting too is everyone like you have the 50 dollars price drop on xbox now mm-hmm. and people a lot of people's e3 predictions are like you know playstation is going to announce their price their price drop uh no they're fucking not i don't think they absolutely need to. not they don't yeah. need to they are the they are almost doubling the sale they're one of the fastest selling consoles of all time with mm-hmm. this price point and that's without a bevy of exclusive games. Mm-hmm. That's what's been so incredible is like, to be completely honest, the library of games for Xbox is stronger than PlayStation 4s, but it hasn't done anything to stave their sales. You know, I mean, with Xbox, you have Forza Horizon, you had um, Sunset Overdrive, Ori and the Blind Forest just came out, which is like a Metroidvania love letter. You know, super awesome. You've got Forza, Forza Horizon. I know you don't play those games, but those games are some of the best racing games out there, and they mm-hmm. sell very well. Does Gran Turismo not even compare as far as like the sales? Because I feel like that's their Gran Turismo. It is their Gran Turismo, and Gran Turismo is successful by all means. Yeah. But um, 
there hasn't been a Gran Turismo release for new gen. Okay. You know, and and in fact, the racing game that was a PlayStation exclusive, Drive Club, absolutely flopped because they had such horrible online issues yeah. that no one could play it. Um, and then you also had Master Chief Collection, which their horrible track record of. Uh, multiplayer issues aside, is still an g- amazing collection of four games. Yeah. Those are all exclusives, right? And then with PlayStation, you had Killzone. Uh, you had the new Infamous game. You, the Order 1886 just came out, but got a lot of bad press because of its length. Uh, and, and now you just have the promise of Uncharted and Bloodborne. Uh, Bloodborne is going to be the biggest game that is finally like the exclusive tentpole, yeah. but I really feel like everything else besides then hasn't been largely important. But still, you see the sales are massive just off of the branding alone, mm-hmm. just how well they are able to market their machine and how they're actually they're they're keeping up with their pro- their promise. I mean, it's it's indie game after indie game for free on this goddamn mm-hmm. thing. It's incredible yeah. that I can sit here and play all these new games that are like the edge of the sword in what's happening trend-wise in gaming, and I just get to play them for free because I own the box. It's incredible. Yeah. No, I do think that they had... I think they're still riding the wave of their strong start, but that start will ride them all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. I think that they just, so many people bought PlayStation 4s because they were like, fuck Xbox, because of like the stupid stuff that was happening at the very beginning. Which they're still fighting. Yeah, which they're, they're still yeah. fighting that perception Yeah, they issue. are absolutely still fighting that perception issue. And they took that and they took their head start and they're using it wisely though. I don't think that they're just like, they I don't think they're just, you know, living off of that still. I think that they are doing really smart decisions. And Good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, I love that thing. Yeah. I love that thing. Um, yeah, man. Anything else you want to talk about? Nothing I can really think of. We're about to go to, uh, where are we going? Arcade UFO. Yeah. What's up with that? Big place? arcade in Austin. Well, there's just this uh, pretty big invitational this uh, last weekend for South by Southwest of like the 16 top Street Fighter players in like the world got invited out to come play. It was really awesome. Saw all the games. They were super intense. And there were after, some good ones, yeah. man. And of course, you know, after that, all, you know, some of the bigger names went over to Arcade UFO because that's the place to go to hang out and kick it. Yeah, so, I love video games, Max. I know, me too. I love video games. I do too. There's nothing better in this world. That's why I wish I had an Arcade UFO in Houston, but we well, don't. Maybe I'll start one a. when I get back. I Maybe know. you will. Who knows? Okay, uh, let's go ahead and end this show. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ideas for what you want to talk about next time we get on the mic? What they can expect? We didn't talk about Edge of Tomorrow, but that's okay. Um, we can bring that up. We already did one movie review today. Yeah, we'll do that next that's time. What I was thinking. We both finally got around to seeing Edge of Tomorrow. And it took a while. We haven't said a, a single word, word about to it. each other about we how we feel. Because we were savoring it. We just looked at each other, mentioned it, and just stopped. And then... That was that. That's it. I can't wait to hear what you Okay, think. so the plans tonight, we're going to do Ollie Ollie 2 again. We're going to play Hell Divers. We're going to cool. get back to you guys on that one. Um, and then we're going to have a fucking blast. Uh, yeah. By ourselves, I mean, you, guys, always. you guys aren't invited. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, dude. We'll tell you about it, but that's it. Yeah, you don't get, you don't understand what Max and I have. It's nothing like people, what you and me have. They search their whole lives for it. Yeah. So sorry, I'm not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Um, we're gonna go hang out because we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you uh, until next time, guys. Hope you're having a great spring break and stuff.